Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey soldiers, it's a really, really funny one this week because I'm hoovering with an amazing comedian and podcaster, the lovely Jake Lambert. If you've never heard of Patreon, um, it's a thing I'm on, patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod, where in exchange for um, anything from as little as a few quid a month uh, towards helping me run and grow the podcast, I will swap you podcast related stuff. Um, so if you're in the market for exclusive material, um, including a whole special birthday episode, which will be coming up before the end of this month, um, just for some patrons and with a big dinner party one with guests like Kiri Project McLean, Amanda Bright, Rich Wilson. Also, I uh, do things like um, discounts to live shows and guest recipes and stuff like that. I saying that at the moment, if you've only got enough money spare to do one thing, I would say wang it in the direction of a food bank. Uh, if you don't know uh, any local ones near you, um, I recommend Food Share and the Trussell Trust. If you want to try Oddbox, it's where I get my wonky fruit and veg from that I'm on about in this episode. Uh, you can get a tenner off your first box if you want using a link that's in the podcast notes or in the bio on the Hoovering Pod's Twitter at the Hoovering Pod, which makes it only I think two ninety nine 
for a whole box of fruit and veg. Right, admin over. Jake and I are on the Zooms, naturally, and we decided to celebrate lockdown, giving us the birth of a new meal. I don't know if you've experienced this, but um, we have both discovered that we're having an extra meal between lunch and dinner. Um, And we eat in, uh, in inverted commas, a a quesadilla. We've very much sort of culturally ruined quesadilla each. And there's some seriously spooky ghost chat at the end as well. This is it now. It's officially started. Now we can talk about burnt bread. Yes, burnt circular flat, flat bread. (laughs) Um, We are here today to celebrate the life of the new... I feel like quite a universally accepted new th- like lockdown thing, especially for lockdown three for a lot of people. It's like they see- we seem to have naturally invented a new meal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What are we going to name it? Well, my names for it when we were emailing make it sound disgusting. It comes between lunch and dinner, so I was going to call it Dunch or Linna. But, I mean... <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Lynn has been cancelled. Um, <laughs> Dunch is like... <laughs> D- Dunch just doesn't sound delicious, does it? Um, it no. It's a minefield. Is it a snack? Um, although... A little pre-dinner? It's a little pre-dinner dinner? Yeah, I guess so. I guess we're having sort of a, a starter. But I guess like Dunch, you know, you have crunch, you have munch, you have lunch. Mm. Just like in keeping with... With food. Yeah, I think done. Just think about the D. Yeah. We don't like the D. D, 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 D. No, we've got... D. We don't like the D. We don't like the D. Um, we've got a, case, <laughs> a quesadilla, your choice. And we both feel like a little bit... Um, mm. oh, I don't, oh, I've dropped mine. <laughs> I made a good noise. <laughs> really clunky. That's what you want. That's how I can judge my quesadillas. Just done? like a six-inch drop onto the plate. <laughs> that is dunch. Yours is softer than mine. Mine's... Mine's been burnt. Mine's, it's borderline to a borderline crisp. But I actually I like that. And, and actually, because what happened was, so you were running a bit late, so yeah. yours ended up being burnt. Mm. But I was running a little bit late, which means mine's undercooked. So I don't know how we managed to do that. Mm. We both ran late, yet we had two different results. We fucked this right up. Um, I need to know what's <laughs> so, inside yours. Right. Mine is tomato puree. Oh. Uh, right, oh, yeah. as a start. So... I, I think not in any uh, where in the world would this be considered a quesadilla. No. However, I didn't want to. I didn't want to email you and say it's like a, a, a like a, a burnt tortilla wrap because you might go. Jake doesn't know what yeah. quesadilla is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a tortilla which I, I half it. So then I feel like I'm having half the amount of bread. Okay. So I fold it over. So it has tomato puree, pesto. Spinach and mm. cheese. Yummy! Yeah, it's yummy. It's certainly yummy. And you do it just straight over into half. Mmm. Yeah. So I okay. spread all, I spread all the puree and pesto. Yeah. Over Mingled. the whole thing. Mingled. They're just together. So what, in fact, what I do to save washing up the puree, I squeeze that straight onto the wrap. Then I use mm. the teaspoon into the pesto jar. And then that blobs on top, and then you use that to spread the two. Back of it, with the back, back of, of the it, spoon. Back of the spoon is a tiny round knife. I've been there. I'm I a big fan that. of that. Mm, big fan of that. Bit of painting. Yeah. Try and cover the whole thing. And then just on, on the half crust to me, the spinach leaves go across there. And then the cheese, I sort of feel like, goes on top of the spinach to sort of hold it in place. 
little bit of weight on the spinach. Exactly. Just take that. a little bit of the air out of the spinach, a little bit of compression onto yes. the spinach. Get it nice and flat. And then you've got the sort of sealant of the pastes and the sealant of what will be the melted cheese combining exactly. the the wrap. Um, I similarly have a quesadilla that is, frankly, an insult to Mexico <laughs> or any other quesadilla-eating nation. Um, I, I copied it off, I think, like about eight internet chefs. They probably are real chefs, but that's where I look at them now. And yes. that's where they, now that's where they work. Um, yeah, and I've done it where... Uh, okay. Just the one as well. Mm. Um, but I make two of them if I'm having lunch oh, or dinner. Okay. But this yes. is Dunch, so... Yes, ah, okay. Not, you know, that's all I need. I just not need committed. one for now. Yeah. And then I cut down from the middle out... What was that called in um, geometry? The I cut the... Is uh, it uh, radius? I wanted to say radius. I don't, is it radius? Is it, Let's say radius. the distance from the middle to the end. The outside's the circumference... What's the diameter? That's across the whole of across the middle, the whole, isn't it? Yeah, so maybe it's I, the radius. Surely it's the radius. The, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God, I'm going to get some tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for you to deal with. Hey, look, I like eating, not maths. Um, <laughs> my son's five and already some of his homeschooling's too hard for me. Oh, maths. Um, fucking hell. Yeah, so I cut down there and then I do four things in the four corners. Ah. Um, so today I've gone for squeaky bean uh, pastrami, which is like a vegan fake pastrami, which, oh, okay. you know, it's it's absolutely fine on its own, but heated up in this context, really great. Oh, it, yeah? It, it even looks like it a bit. It's quite like oh, a little yeah. bit peppery. It, like, yeah, it's great. And then... Um, I normally copy you with pesto, but I haven't got a pesto open, and I did have some oh. like smoky barbecue paste left over from um, from something, so I smeared that <laughs> in back of the spoon, back of the spoon, back of the spoon, and then I had some pea shoots, which is wanker's rocket, basically. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Heard of that? Yeah. Came in my veg box, and then oh, um, wonky. Yeah. 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 Lovely. Yeah. Uh, it was an add-on, actually. I sort of paid some oh. extra money for it, yeah. Treat yourself. Uh, yeah, so, and, and if anything, that really ups the... If you've bought wonky, like, wonky, like, like the veg box I get called odd boxes because I hate, like, waste, and so it's all stuff that supermarkets have rejected because it's not the right shape or it's too big or whatever. So you've already got this pressure on you to eat it the fuck up, the contents of that box. Yes, okay, but... If you save this from waste... And you waste it, you are like, you're like someone who picks up a little bit of litter and then throws it somewhere even worse for it to be. You're like, and then pushes it in a stranger's face. Um, so, but then you pay for add-on things if you want snazzy it too. The pea shoots were add-on. So I think the pressure on me to not let them go off has been intense. At one point, I won't lie, earlier today, I started to panic so much about them going off. I just fisted a bit of pea shoots, just a, just a handful of dry pea shoots in. Or just into, straight into the mouth? Straight into the mouth from the hand. How was that? Arid. <laughs> too, <laughs> too peppery. Yeah. Too, that's, a, that's a road to go down if you want to end a nice relationship with raw greens. Yes. I'm, not, I'm upset with myself for doing it, and that's a sort of hatred of waste step too far. It's just too much. You feel like yeah. it's, it's the sort of thing, if you're going to grab a fist or something, you've got to be just chucking it into a smoothie. Yes. You're going to get, get rid of it. Just chuck it in there. Yeah, straight or, into the mouth. I think I just—it's always—it's always—it's always hurt in my mouth. To think about. To think about that. Yeah, 
I understand. And um, it also is, it's almost, it's an almost certain road to some sort of um, intertooth problem later in the day. Yes. Especially on this current Zoom life. If you were interacting with people in real life, they'd be unlikely to mention it. But at the moment, it's it's right there for everyone to see. Yeah. I think I do. I mean, I'll let you know, your teeth look lovely. Thank you. Um, I keep doing this. I keep going on to podcasts or having people on my podcast and end up talking about teeth. And I think it's uh, it's the sign of a serial <laughs> Say what killer. you see. <laughs> Say what you see. Um, oh, headphones are interesting, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it so, what about bags under the eyes? <laughs> <laughs> enough time thinking about whether we sit facing the right or facing the left when we're having a think um do you remember that thing ages ago did that ever make its way to you where it was like if you someone's eyes look to the left while they're talking they're being cre- they're they're remembering and if they look to the right they're doing a lie yes yeah and then i, I remember thinking how many people have just been wrongly convicted because something on the right just caught their eye in that investigation room it was yeah. a spider <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, prosecuting police in their interviews, like <laughs> yeah. in their interrogation rooms, have got like a beautiful mural in the top right-hand corner. <laughs> it's a swizz. Um, yeah, back to my quesadilla. Sorry, Please. sorry. How dare we? How dare we? Oh, that's what it's all about. Um, fourth corner. Fourth. <laughs> quarter for the fourth quarter I sound that's the closest I've ever sounded someone with a proper job and in the fourth quarter uh, we achieved um, cheddar cheese just grated cheddar oh, and I, I realised I've been making a mistake and it's why I think I talked about the melted cheese and the sealant pastes for you because only recently watching yet another Instagram chef did I learn you meant to put the cheese on that fourth quarter to be to so that it all sticks together nicely I hadn't been doing that. But it, it's still ah. stuck together all right. I sometimes find if I don't have enough on it, it's sort of the, uh, the top of the tortilla sort of likes to sort of jump up a little bit, sort of curve up on itself, away. Yeah. It's almost like it's sort of a, sort of called like a wave. So actually, uh, it, you're, you're uh, encouraged to eat more cheese mm. for the sake of the, uh, quotation marks, quesadilla. Yeah, quotation marks, <laughs> air, air quote, quesadilla. Um, I want to know the sort of ordering of how you eat yours, because I think traditionally for me, mm. there's because there's a sort of slightly, inevitably, mildly disappointing edge, because it's just yes. not the filling, you, whatever you did, if, unless you're going to risk overspill, mm-hmm. you're going to have a little bit of an empty, dry edge. And normally... I think I'd eat that first and like save the really full middle bit for the end. But I don't find myself doing that. No. And well, I love blandness. Um, wow. So I find that a real treat. I almost feel like confession. I'm, I'm actually having the puree. I've once Googled uh, what is the easiest way to get, what's the easiest one of your five a days to have? And mm. a spoonful of tomato puree is considered the easiest cheating way. Wow. So I feel like that is basically one of a five a day in there. Mm-hmm. The spinach helps. Mm-hmm. Pesto and cheese are just a treat. But really, ultimately, I think all I would want is a folded over tortilla. Would you like that? <laughs> Do you I know what? You're like my, my five-year-old. I gave, 
I gave him a um, just a Jacob's cream cracker oh. with a bit of with a, just with a bit of butter on it earlier yeah. because I realised I'd mistimed lunch and he had every right to be begging me for something <laughs> to eat. So I gave him that, and he said, "Can I have another one?" And um, I went, "Yeah, yeah, give me a second." So I I put it all away, but I'll get it back out. And I passed him one. I went, "Hold that for a minute." And he began eating it dry. And I was oh, like, yeah. whoa, 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 wait, love. And he went, no, actually, this is fine. And I thought, wow. Mm. I remember the first time I met your son, and he was very, very young. I remember thinking, it was just really, him and I sort of had a connection. And I really feel like that's continued. Yeah. I completely agree. Love yeah. it. Just a cracker, just chuck it in there. Wow. Does the job, yeah. I just, I'd really like blandness. That's amazing. Mm. Um. And has that always been the case? Or was there, I think I was going to say, was there, was there a trauma in your childhood? <laughs> had a flavorful trauma. A terrible, terrible, delicious trauma. <laughs> <laughs> a really well-seasoned trauma. Yeah. Well, when there was an explosion at the nearby Herbs and Spices factory, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> never again. <laughs> I, um, I, I can't do spice. I hate spice. Right. Uh, so I, I, if I ever do have a curry, it'll, it'll be a korma. Yeah. Um, but uh, although sometimes I do find if, if I'm out, it's uh, it's too much. Mm-hmm. But um, korma is too much when you're out. Korma is too much. Yeah. I just I remember when I was younger, my mum would make roast dinners, and I'd be like, oh, "Can I just have a sandwich, like a marmite sandwich? That would do the job." That's all I really wanted. But I remember once my dad just made me a crisp sandwich that was bread. But I should say I was asked for this. It wasn't abuse. It was yeah. white white bread. It wasn't uh, abuse. <laughs> <laughs> it was white bread, some uh, butter or margarine. I think probably margarine, and um, ready salted Walker's crisps, and that mm. was the sandwich. And it's, I think, to the same one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. I agree. Like, I think if you're going to have a crisp sandwich, then that is exactly the way to do it. It's got to be white bread. There's like mm-hmm. um, a squidginess to sort of cheap white bread that yeah. makes it, there's certain things it's, you, you're, you're doing it wrong if you're having another type of bread, basically. Yeah, and One exactly. of those is crisp sandwiches. You sort of need it to sort of make a, almost a papier-mâché level impression on the crisps. Yes. Oh, lovely. Um, and I think, again, like normally I'd, as someone who does like flavour stuff, I would prefer butter to spread, but not in a crisp sandwich. It should be like some awful yeah. sunflower, whatever, like the Don't cheapest, be. easiest spread, dirtiest, most carcinogenic <laughs> margarine, please. Um, yeah, crisps. I The only thing I'd throw in there that maybe would ruin it for you would be just a little bit of ketchup. I absolutely love ketchup. I put it on every... I actually think... I found out yesterday I was eating something and I added ketchup to it. And I actually think... I don't know if I like any flavour of food. I think I do just like ketchup on different textures. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely want to invite you to my son's next birthday party if we were allowed real life guests again. Could that be your dream? Like a kid's banquet of stuff like that? Yeah. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. What I do do is, I guess now because I'm an adult and I've learned the benefits of um, fruit and veg, 
I'll have a smoothie right. and then I feel like guilt free for the rest of the day. Right. Like goes I think a lot on. of people do it like that, don't they? They go, right, nutrition done. Mm-hmm. And we can move on to um, enjoying our lives. Exactly. Actually being happy. Yeah. And so all that time, <laughs> chuck all this different stuff in, just sit there in it, and I'm just like, let's just get it. Let's get to the point here. <laughs> and do you sit the smoothie like... <laughs> is it like... <laughs> well, <laughs> no, because the smoothie will be... It will be spinach and avocado, yeah. and then it will be peanut butter, some honey, mm. some cocoa mm. powder. A lot of things just to disguise the fact that there's anything healthy in there. Blueberries yeah. I put in there, actually. Oh, lovely. Mm. So as long as I do that and I have an apple during the day, yeah. some grapes, I've done yeah. the job. You have, actually, though. You've 100% yeah. done the job. I've, I've, I've 100% I've done the job. I've looked after myself. I've got so fussy about smoothies. I think, so I've... Uh, I'm very into weightlifting and it's oh, such yes, a, it's a very smoothie dominated world where a lot of people are very vocal about both their smoothie and their porridge intake. Oh, I've right. gone really gone off both as a kind of really unhelpful yeah. rebellion in that same way that so I've got, I think I'm like, you know, I think a lot of people say I'm my own worst enemy. In lockdown, you get to see that like dialed up to eleven, don't you? Like every like, it, why have I suddenly decided I hate porridge, smoothies, and soup? Like the easiest <laughs> ways to, to 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 be very sort of nutritional or get like extra protein, etc., etc. I've um, been doing um, Couch to Five K, and um, I've been really enjoying it. I don't know. Do you do you do running? Yes, and, and I do. The maximum I do is five K again to go. I've done my job. I have right. done the bare minimum I think that is required. Yeah. So three or four times a week, I do 5K and then I can eat what I want. That is amazing. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think about it in terms of eating, but just because I've always hated running and I was like, oh, come on. Are you actually, I really enjoy being fit in a weightlifting way and it can't mm. hurt to like be able to not shit your pants every time a tiny run is included in any of the workouts you do as part of your Yes, yes. So I was like, okay, just do it. And also, so I did that. So I found the first part of it really, like, really joyful because I was like, well, I'm not so unfit that I can't. I was like, oh, I can do this. But now it's got to the point where I'm running for like 25 minutes without stopping. And right. I can do it, but I, I am... Am I something in my psyche is actively trying to fuck it up? Like I cannot, I cannot run when I'm doing twenty five. When I know it's going to be for twenty five minutes. Once I get to about the five minute mark, I start like fantasizing about walking, not about anything more. Oh right, more exotic than that. It's walking benches and like every time I run past any bench or seat, I think imagine sitting on that. <laughs> and then if I, mean, I can't see. Which was illegal just, for a while. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> and anyone in their car, which is everywhere, it's like, that looks nice. They're warm. They're warm and sitting down. Oh, there's a bench. And I'm, if I'm not doing that, I'm running the whole time. I'm running, thinking, imagine walking. You could walk now. Imagine walking now. Oh, imagine if you were walking. And that is that oh, makes it take a my. long time. That makes yeah. time really go slow. You really do have something in your mind that's really sabotaging. Yeah, it doesn't want me to be well, a runner. Do- does it not maybe, maybe there's the one thing that, that you could train your mind to teach you that it wants is like an armchair and a cup of tea, which you know you can only then have at home. So yeah. the quicker you get home, the more you get the thing you really want. The problem is though, Jake, I live in Catford and there's armchairs all over the pavements everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just been kicked out. 
Oh, I need to live somewhere further down the line to gentrification before I can only sit on an armchair at home. Um, but it was a lovely idea. You're right. I do need to oh. think about like, I'm not very good. I'm not, if I'm honest, I'm not very goal orientated. I need to just enjoy what's happening to me now. I think it's going to sound ridiculous to say on a podcast, but um, I think what I'm going to try next is I went through a phase of listening to podcasts and then realised as it was getting a bit harder, I should listen to music to have a rhythm to run to. Yes. And now I'm hoping if I've done the 25 minutes is enough times that if I now psychologically, I can't argue that I can't do it. So maybe if I listen to a podcast or something that's going to properly engage me rather than the music, it's like just a nice sort of beat. That's what that you need. Means, yeah. <laughs> you said that in the I just felt really posh and I just felt really old. I felt like a really old, middle-aged, middle-class mum and I got a lovely beat. And there was a uh, there was a, a, a slight beat after we both looked at each other and went, how do we handle that then? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> um, so I want to know, so presumably... I don't think necessarily not being into stuff that's really spicy or full of loads of flavours doesn't necessarily mean you're not into cooking, but maybe from the True. sounds, from the sounds, well, I don't know. I, I think that the inverted commas quesadillas definitely counts as cooking. Are you, oh, are you I'll into, are you into the prep, the prep of food, the thinking about it in advance? There is, there is one thing that I, that I make often, which is a stir fry. Mm. And I do enjoy that because that's another great way of just, just disguising and putting all the vegetables amongst beige noodles, which I yeah. love. So I have that, but I make the sauce myself because oh, that's I don't good. Like, that's I don't impressive. Like it's too flavorful. Well, it's right. It's for oh, it's just to keep it bland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just to it's keep it. Just to keep it nice. I thought you were going to say because you know the pre-made ones are they're really sugary and you're like no, I just want to yeah. keep the minimum flavor in there. <laughs> All that, all that plastic packaging. I'm really trying to get rid of. No, that. no, no, no. That's not I your just... motivation. <laughs> Got it. And, and, and my own one will, will literally be soy sauce. Oh, that's what I make at the minute, actually, which is soy sauce, peanut butter, a bit of honey. Again, it's the same things that go in the smoothie, but from soy sauce, I think, just to make it a bit Lovely. more savoury. But there is, I put a bit of sweet chili sauce in there. Mm. Now I can't taste the sweet chili sauce, but the recipe online told me to. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't notice the difference if I didn't include it, but it makes me sound a, seem a little bit more sophisticated. Very nice. But that, I make a cashew stir-fry. Mm. And that will be with carrots, peas. I love peas and sweet corn. Um, and, yeah, peppers, about that, really, and cashews. That's so I get nice. a lot to cook, but I just look after myself. I just go, what do I really want in this thing? I was putting carrots in it for ages. Then I suddenly realised I actually like carrots. I realised right. I'm doing that because the, 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 the stir-fry lacked orange... Yeah. But just put an orange pepper in. Of course. Yeah. Just, it's, you need to make sure you get the balance of colours, I assume. Right. So I get red I pepper, assume. yellow pepper. <laughs> I assume. I like that. <laughs> I love it. Initially, it sounded like it could be quite kind of like, no, this is really what I think. And you did, I think, which is quite nice. It's lovely when you hear a straight white man talking like most women do. Be like, you need to eat lots of different variety. I assume. <laughs> but I might be wrong. Maybe. And, you know. Oh, you know, open discussion. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Unless anybody questions about it, I'll instantly back down. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the ticket. <laughs> Not I did, I did. a polemical podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn recently such a lovely fact, which I have not even been bothered to Google. But somebody said to me, 
that it's, you might have heard this, this might be a really known fact that to me is blow my mind, that you should only really eat the honey that's come from bees in your local area because something, to, I don't know, something to do with the pollen or whatever. But yeah. I just thought, I don't know what it means, but it sounds so lovely. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's more to do with um, transference of diseases and stuff because bees oh. are endangered. I think it's to do with saving, keeping bees in good um in good ah, stead, yeah. Because honey so is amazing, really isn't it? Thing. Yeah, it is lush. And like manuka honey, it sort of does jobs and stuff. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's really <laughs> expensive, but you know, it's um, you know, yeah, you know, the words got out about manuka honey when they're selling it in Aldi. <laughs> they are. <laughs> are they? Um, I, yeah. Oh wow! Well done, Which is great. Yeah, well done, Aldi. But it's um, there must be someone whose job it, it is. At Audi and little, but I think whoever's doing it at Audi is better. I'm prepared to fight anyone who argues. <laughs> Whose job it is to go right? What are wankers spending insane money on? Yes. Now, like right now, because they are on it um, with everything that I spend money I shouldn't be spending on. Like a yeah. Because it's, yes. it's normally within a month or two, they'll have a, their own knockoff version of it. Which yeah. no doubt is not necessarily as ethically sourced. Or as, <laughs> um, but sometimes you, if you can't tell the difference, like um, um, Lidl do a version of M&S do these biscuits that are basically, they're just chocolate and biscuit, but the ratios right. are, it's 90% chocolate with the thinnest little bit of biscuit inside the middle. Aldi do them and they're identical and they're about oh. 20p. Um, I got obsessed with Dr. Cargs, which are like these like oblong, I think you'd like them. They're like Rivita, but with, without all that ridiculous air. Oh, yeah, and they've yeah, yeah. got, like, some seeds, like, tucked on the top and sometimes some, like, dried cheese. Oh, yes, that and a bit of hummus. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And the, the Dr. Cogs are, like, really expensive for five in this, like, you know, bowed-topped little bag. And, um, yeah, Aldi started doing them. I was like, Whoa! Oh, well done, Aldi. Whoever is, like, going, right. That is, they're really snazzy at that. Anyway, I've, yeah. lost I've got no idea what took me to that point. Well, I assume that means Or manuka, that, honey, that was it. Oh, that was it. But, but it must be that the, the pretentious uh, and, and the rich are spending a lot of money on cereal because Aldi and Lidl absolutely nail the knockoff cereal. Yeah. You can have a Crave, and I love a Crave, but you can go there and have a chocolate nut pillow. And what's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> I don't prefer the name. <laughs> I am. Um, I don't. I don't know from the name what a crave is going to be. So it could okay. be. Uh, it That's could true. Be, yeah. It, it could be something to. You know. I don't always. Sometimes I crave things and think, "What? What are you doing that for?" I'm not proud of that. Whereas <laughs> chocolate nut pillow. Like, what's it you called? know what you're getting. Yeah. yeah. And chocolate it is almost pillow. big enough to be an actual pillow. Whereas. <laughs> <laughs> So in my head now, that's just one mass. You open the box and it's just, just got one object in it. <gasps> I would love that. Because <laughs> oh, instead, of, instead of having a bowl of cereal, then what I'd do is I'd nibble on it and have a glass of milk. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah, just sort of work your way from the edges into yeah. the chocolatey, chocolatey centre. Oh, Whoa. my God. That would be amazing. Is there a way that I can make that in my oven? There has to be. They've... People have found ways of making the most 
seemingly unmakeable things from home, haven't they? Like people, didn't McDonald's put out a like how to make their sausage and egg McMuffins in lockdown one and stuff like that? And oh, well, I, I've been doing that actually. I had, because um, I, I don't eat red meat, so I have the, the uh, Linda McCartney sausages. Nice. But I got one of the from my mum for Christmas, I got those yellow silicon circle things. So you can make the egg that's the perfect oh, wow. muffins yeah. shape. So I have, was ha- <laughs> I had to stop because I think it, I had it for about two weeks in a row every morning, which was... <laughs> The egg, the sausage, the American style sort of square cheese, yeah, uh, ketchup on a, on a muffin, and I, I realised sort of I'd started to, uh, I'd say I'd eat that at about ten o'clock in the morning, and uh, had absolutely no um, ambition or desire to do anything by about half ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, so within twenty minutes of having finished it. <laughs> But even a real, but that means so that you, re, you recreated an actual McDonald's <laughs> yeah. experience, essentially giving yourself like a really intense sugar high and crash before, yeah. like hours before even lunchtime. Which, exactly, which to be honest, is exactly when you'd want a giant chocolate nut pillow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was, um, I think I might have seen on a, Maybe on a tweet, but it, I hope I've got this right. If not, I'll look it up and link in the podcast notes. But it brought me so much joy. Um, I think it was Jason Manford saying that his nana had never had a McDonald's in her life before, just never tried one. And for some reason, via some sort of carer or one of her kids, had um, been given a McDonald's breakfast. And that was three weeks ago. And then she'd insisted on having one every single day since. And she's like in her 90s. Or something over 100, and like you just sort of read it, we're like, Do you know what? Why fucking not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make it that far, let alone in a pandemic, have the breakfast of your dreams daily, please. That's exactly it. That's when you should be having all the sweets you want. McDonald's, yeah. eating what you want by that point. Well, I think that's the other thing. Fine. It's like the only reason I think to not do that in life generally, anyway, is because it, like you say, it makes you feel like shit. Like you start physically <laughs> yeah. being like, Oh, I did really want to be able to at least read more than a sentence before needing a snooze today but um but yeah once you're that old and you're knackered all the time anyway yeah. you're like, get it get if it anything, it'd be perfect because you could have that for breakfast sleep till countdown yes <laughs> just, what else are you gonna do yeah mmm <laughs> yummy my tongue It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Talk to me about eating growing up. I don't know if you've got siblings. I don't know who did the cooking. Yeah. Did you have? Yeah, tell me about it generally. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've got two older sisters. Um, I don't know. N- none of them. I don't. Nobody, in fact, nobody in my family would be described as a foodie. Um, Where did you grow up? Uh, so uh, initially, for the first uh, actually, I was going to say, say for the first, then say eighteen years, which is growing up. <laughs> <laughs> for the first thirty years, I was in Surrey. <laughs> yeah. and I spent the last week. Um, no, <laughs> and so I was in Slough. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, but now now our parents don't live there. Now they live uh, just near Windsor. So they sort of uh, escaped. So I was there until I went to university. But when I went to university, that was really when I um, sort of learned that not every meal had to come from the oven. Yeah. And there was these things called woks, and you could you could do vegetables. And so my mum would just do, it was like roast dinners, pasta, salads. It was real sort of the classic, I think, meat and two veg that you'd say. Yeah. Um, okay. But I was just trying to... Uh, just sort of take any of the flavour out of anything they made, really. Um, and then there was something which I, I said to my mum recently, what was that thing we used to eat that was called, we would call it uh, the meat you can't chew properly? And she would go, well, that was lamb, but that was because I can't cook lamb. So oh, <laughs> we would just have it, which we would call. And I remember just it being in my mouth and being like, no matter what I do, this will not go down. I just oh, can't stop chewing worst. it. <laughs> yeah, just stuck in there, just stuck in this cycle in your mouth. Um, so she can't cook. Um, okay. In fact, she tried to bake during lockdown while my dad was at the end of the garden doing something in the shed. And she said the baking went so badly that she put the whole thing in the bin and hoped that my dad had forgotten that she'd said she'd bake. So he just didn't even question the fact that it no longer existed. Oh. <laughs> so she just can't do it. So actually, I baked a cake for her birthday and as the first cake I'd ever baked. Wow. And I've, sort of, I've started to learn. So I think I'm actually the closest to, in my family, a foodie. And wow. my main uh, flavour that I like is, is bland. <laughs> <laughs> is your favourite flavour of ice cream vanilla? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It tickles me so much. Um, you're amazing one-liner, Lord. And um, for once, I've done a bit of research and dug out a tweet you did absolutely ages ago. I'm going to read it oh, out. It's embarrassing. It's so funny. Right. I'm not going to do it justice. But the gist is, <laughs> ignore the best before date stickers on garlic bread. It's pretty much the worst thing to eat before a date. <laughs> yeah. It's a really yeah. great joke. Thank you. It doesn't work on stage. I can tell you that for oh, really? sure. <laughs> does that happen I suppose that's worse with one-liners than anything else actually especially it's something about the rhythm of reading a joke yeah you just can't I think they just have to do quite a lot of work Maybe yes. I don't, no, 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 sorry 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 that's an awful thing to say about my own joke they have to do quite a lot of work it's, it's a real thinker well, yeah. <laughs> there are loads like that like um oh god oh fuck I, I before E except after C but there are some except but there is an exception which is weird that's like Great. one of my favourite things I've ever written down. Great. Never, 
never once right. worked out loud ever ever oh. ever even at like you know some comedy clubs are like we're called the clever weather comedy club and you get yeah. there and you're like oh this is where my this weird joke's it. gonna nope <laughs> no they're all gonna laugh so much they're gonna take off their cardigans yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway you're <laughs> that is a brilliant joke um and it made me want to ask if you'd ever made an eating error on a date or in any Ooh. like romantic or saucy scenario. Oh, actually, I can tell you my, my what about I tell you my first ever date? Yes. Which was, and you'll see how my appetite has, uh, my appetite, yeah, I guess my appetite, and my, my palate has changed. Yeah. My first ever date was uh, to a pizza restaurant. And uh, what I used to do is I loved pizza, but I hated melted cheese. So I would order a margarita and scrape all the cheese off and then just have tomato puree on bread. Wow. So actually, no, no, it hasn't changed at all, but now I like melted cheese and that's all <laughs> <Yeah>. changed. <laughs> so that's still my go-to. Amazing. So, How did she react to that? Um, she actually thought it was really sweet that she, I'd remembered she liked pizza. So I said, let's go for pizza, despite the fact that I do not like pizza. Oh. Um, and then we went to see, uh, I think it was... The Grudge, um, <laughs> but I was I was aware it was scary, so I actually went to see it um, the um, the night uh, before. So I'd already seen it. Um, but what happened was I went with my uh, my friend Ashley, uh, who's a girl, a girl Ashley, and so it was the same girl on the uh, on the box office when we went in to buy the tickets. So oh, it just looked no. like I turned the following night with a different girl. Oh, and that you're just taking every single date to see one of the scariest films I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> After making them watch you massacre a pizza. <laughs> but it didn't work. I was still terrified of the film. Oh, no. And I remember uh, she, we did end up dating and a while into the date, she actually, a while into the, sorry, I'll, Dating, we talked about that first date when we were maybe a bit more older and maybe could look back and sort of laugh at ourselves. Well, definitely could. She said, I remember going home and my sister asking how the date went. And I said, the noise is that he made during that film were unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but God, that she carried on seeing you. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I don't think weird. there was in any way that she was thinking, I want to go on a date with Jake. I imagine he's a real alpha. <laughs> so I think she knew what she was getting into. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake seems like the kind of guy who would never jump at a scary film. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure it was always definitely a test. <laughs> oh, I'm such a wuss at scary films. I've been trying to, well, over the course of adult life, <laughs> so this week. Um, I've been trying to no, I worked at a video shop for a bit in my oh, early 20s amazing. and it was so awesome but um, it was a really good video shop like an independent one and then I realised quite quickly that it was a sort of place where people wanted to talk to you about what they were going to rent and like really get into it with you and so it really upped my like pretentious film watching game Love um, it. I realised e even in a sort of quite a sort of indie video shop like that 50% of the films rented were horrors and I had never watched any because I just had not been able to open my eyes for fear. I just, oh, I'd, so you'd listen been, to them? Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd listen. <laughs> and even shit ones, I'd been like, no, I can't, I'm afraid I can't open yeah. my eyes. 
guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and wasted, Why would you do it to yourself? Yeah. Um, but then I was like, right. Uh, the other people I was working with were what, much um, cleverer about films than me, so I made them do me a list. And I slowly sort of worked my way through it. But it was a bad time in history to do that, in terms of in the history of film, because it was oh. stuff that was coming out then was some of the scariest stuff I've still ever seen. Like, Oh, no um, way. Uh, the Descent, um, mm. Wolf Creek. Oh, God. Yeah. Did you watch the, um, the Channel 4 did a documentary on the true story of that, or what oh. it was based on? And the guy, clearly innocent, is crazy. Um, the guy what? who's, because it was, it was, a, it was the two British backpackers, wasn't it? Yeah. I think Peter Falcao. What, Peter, oh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy that was died, that, that was died, Jesus, that died. <laughs> <laughs> that was died. And he, um, but the guy who I've always known as being the killer, he, uh, in his documentary, it's, it's almost clearly innocent. It's right. horrific. It's, yeah, which might, makes it slightly easier after watching yeah, the film. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But, um, what, does but it mean someone is, else did it? Or it was Oh, totally that's true, fiction. yeah, that is scary, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's probably just another English backpacker who's now back in England, far away, far away from the grind. It's fine. Yeah, great. <laughs> Imagine they had a lockdown. Well. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Oh god. Oh, well, I can tell you a scary film anecdote if you like. Yes. So my um the, the house my parents moved to from um. So I was almost definitely haunted. Very <gasps> scary house, um, which I've had l- lots of weird things go on. Um, I'll give you a short snippet. Basically, things have definitely gone on in that house. And um, there was once an app called, you know, Sleep Talk Me, where you could you could leave the app overnight, and if you slept talked, it, oh. it would um, it would record it. Yeah. So me and my friends all did it at work, despite the fact I'd lived in this house for about a year. Oh, and I was God. almost convinced it was haunted. Completely forgot. And so the next day we all sat around at work pressing play and mine came on. I had one record and I pressed play and all we heard was someone just go, help. <gasps> yeah, absolutely <laughs> terrified. So this house was really scary. And even straight away, uh, there was all these odd things going on at the house. And then my friend, Ian, who lived down the road, he, um, and Ian and I, we used to go and watch films all the time. In fact, we went to see The Hills Have Eyes when my parents were away once. And um, we went to see it and we were so scared watching that film that we ended up sleeping at his house because neither of us wanted to go back to mine. Oh, um, and I didn't stay at mine until my parents came home. And then um, he, so not long after we moved in, me and him, my parents went away. So he uh, came over to mine for like pre-drinks before a night out. Yeah. And I never told him anything about the house. And later on, he, I was getting ready upstairs and he said, he called up, he was like, Jake... And I said, yeah, and he went, oh, nothing. And later on, after he had a few drinks, he said, oh, by the way, he said, the reason I said that to you earlier, that we went out, out yes. he said, is I was convinced you would come downstairs and you would deliberately watch me from behind the sofa, like, ready to make me jump. But he goes, because someone was definitely watching me. <gasps> I couldn't figure it out, but I didn't want to scare you. Oh and I told God. him everything about what had happened at the house. But what happened was, he, uh, my parents were away, so he'd texted me during the day and said, do you want to go and watch like a film tonight? And it was yeah. going to be the um, Insidious. Oh, okay. So he said, do you want to see Insidious? I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll Google it. <laughs> so I Googled it and the caption for it was, um, 
the Lambert family had recently moved into their new house. And I was like, <laughs> probably not. So I, cl- I clicked play to watch the trailer. And one of the lines in the trailer is g- genuinely, they say, it's not the house that's haunted, it's your son. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably leave it, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Really, lots of odd things go on there to the point where I remember my uh, my dad even admitted that, yeah, he thinks something is, is off in the house. And I was like, when your dad admits it, it just seems so much more real. Yeah. But, yeah, horrific. Oh, so my I, God. I, so yeah. I've still never seen that film. No, I don't ever think <laughs> I will now either. <laughs> Amazing story. Uh, but, um, oh, I mean, I'm we, just scared of the dark anyway. Are you scared of the dark? Um, I'm not scared of the dark. No, I'm not scared of the dark. I am scared. scared of anything that's like... Uh, do you know what? I read a brilliant book about storytelling by a guy mm. called Will Store, which is like one of my favourite books about writing I've ever read. But um, it's got lots of stuff in about adding detail and to mm. create a world. And it's all sort of actually sort of like, oh, shit, I just dropped my pen. I'm throwing lots of stuff around. <laughs> I'm haunted. My own hands are haunted. I'm throwing my case of finger down. Oh, God. Um, but he's got um, about, about how to create sort of the um, a really creative world. There's stuff in it about how, um, how our brains work in terms of seeing things and hearing things and sensing things. Mm. And actually how we, f- how we compute reality is we kind of have to make it up. I don't know how I'm I'm not um, articulating this very well at all, but like an example he gave was the reason why if you're so like driving down a shadowy covered road, an eerie road, and Mm. you think you see like a creepy old man leaning over and it turns out to just be a tree. Yeah. The reason you see it first of all as a creepy man leaning over is because what you're looking for first, your brain will be looking for danger. So ah. we, we'll see the most dangerous v- possible version of a thing. Most healthy minds will before we right. see the reality of the situation. Oh. So you quickly, your imagination is filling shit in until you mm. can really see what it is and focus on just that. Because we can only focus on so many things at once. So I don't, right. I'm not scared of the dark because I feel, even though I read that quite recently, I feel very aware that like, I'm just waiting until I can focus on a thing. Also, for so long now, we've all had a torch on our phone. <laughs> and, and I really think that's taken never the edge the off. I'm very, never, I'm very rarely in the dark. <laughs> um, and I think there's probably an element of having a five-year-old and now having to be a bit like, no, no, it's oh, okay, you know. Like, yes, I right. Witnessed being shit scared of the dark I'm then going to force him to sleep in every night um, yes right whereas I remember my mum pushing me and my sisters out the way to run downstairs from a massive spider uh, <laughs> <laughs> pushing you out the yeah, way I remember into like, the spider's mouth yeah. <laughs> and I was about five or six and obviously now absolutely terrified of spiders so <laughs> so my mum did not get the instinct that you did but very good that you haven't well we'll see yeah. that's the um, parenting instinct I like that we'll see yeah um, I'm, the, there's very few things I'm doing right so I'll take the compliment <laughs> mm. delicious oh my god it's about ghosts okay oh my god yeah. okay. okay but it's silly 
ghost <laughs> punch disease begins. Um, it's a new one where every time anyone uses a word with more than one vowel in it, a ghost punches them really fucking hard. It's hell. Everyone except the masochists go very quiet and everyone else is rolling around on the floor with all black eyes all the time and that. Long story short, I mean, this carnage. No one can really function in any way. Communication's shit. Happens even if you're typing anything with two vowels. Bang, bang, a couple of punches (laughs) of a ghost to face, tummy, uppercuts, all of that. Um, Luckily, the ghosts have agreed to pack it in, but weirdly, only if you, and it does have to be you, Jake, um, tidy up all the Lego that's been left in the floor at this moment in time in the world. Sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero. Your reward is the adulation of all people for all time from saving us all from ghost punch disease, but your reward in the moment, and bearing in mind you're the happiest because of all this adulation, but also the hungriest because of how long it took to do the Lego that you've ever been, is the feast of your dreams. So it's a fantasy feast. Nothing has any consequences. Everything is just about what would bring you the most joy in a situation which is essentially the opposite of a last meal because you're so, you're high on life and starving hungry. Well, you're not going to believe this. Okay. But one, I will say to this. The only thing I wouldn't believe is if you went, I want a scotch bonnet and I just want it on its own, straight (laughs) in the mouth. Recently ate that by accident (gasps) in a restaurant called Megan's with some calamari, thinking I was dipping it in mayonnaise and (gasps) it was scotch bonnet and my mouth has never been so hot and my eyes never watered so much. I was red, I could have breathed and I was even with um, my friend Tishani from Sri Lanka, loves spicy food and she was like, I would not put that anywhere near my mouth. Oh my good God. No, yeah. it's, a, it's a meal wrecker if you treat it wrongly like you did. Oh dear, <laughs> sorry. Whenever, so whenever anybody asks me what my favourite meal is, it's one that I actually had uh, already back in uh, 2005. Now, you're not going to believe this, I was working at Legoland when <gasps> I had this meal. What? Having, would have just spent hours picking up Lego off the floor oh of God. Uh, the big restaurant, which was yeah. the restaurant I worked in before I moved on to the rides. So I used to have to clear up all the Lego. And then wow. I'd go into the kitchen where sometimes you have to work, it depended what bit you were on. And they used to have these uh, soft bread baguettes, white bread baguettes. Yeah. And I would put chicken nuggets that we would sell. Mm. I'd put that in the baguette and then put mashed potato and gravy next to the chicken nugget and I would wrap that tightly, put ketchup on the top and have that for my lunch. And it was the greatest. So that is exactly what I would have and exactly what I did have, having spent hours picking up Lego off the floor. Amazing. (laughs) What a completely Fortean tale. That is perfect. Oh, it's an amazing meal. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. And it was free. Yeah, get in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. What a beautiful guest. I really love Jake Lambert. He's on Instagram and Twitter as at Little Lost Lad. One word. Um, he's so funny. He's such a brilliant, brilliant writer. He he writes for lots of really massive famous comedians as well as doing his own brilliant comedy. Um, I think he's extraordinary. He's also got a brilliant new podcast called Guest List, where his guests discuss their dream dinner party guests, one dead, one alive and one fictional. I hope to be on that at some point even. Available um, from all the normal podcast places and I highly recommend it. <laughs>
as ever, links to everything that I just said then, uh, and also throughout the whole podcast, are in the podcast notes. Anything in the podcast notes in capitals, that's a link. Have um, a, a lovely rest of week, won't you? Want to try an odd box? You can get a tenner off your first box using a link in the uh, podcast notes, but also in the bio on the Twitter, at The Hoovering Pod. Make sure you're following at The Hoovering Pod. Follow me if you like, at Jessica Fosterkew. Feel free to support the podcast with lovely reviews and recommendations. If you uh, subscribe to it, that even that just helps other people find it. Or you can tell people, tweet them about it if you want. You can help the podcast financially, either with a one-off payment on ACAS supporter or by becoming a patron. Anything longer than a tweet you want to tell me about, why don't you email me? You can do that through my website, which is jessicafostercute.com. That's also where you'll find my most up-to-date tour rescheduled dates. Um, everything with that is up in the smelly old air at the moment, as you can imagine. Um, but anything that has been moved for now into April, optimistically, has. So um, as, as I know things, I update them on my website there. Okay, huge thanks to Acast for hosting Hoovering Podcast. Hoovering is produced by the brilliant Emma Corton. And music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy Hoovering. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.